0: Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station, a place to sit back and relax while you're waiting for your train to board. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. This is a special series, a field guide for Christian leaders. We're reaching back over 1,500 years to bring you a leadership classic from St. Gregory the Great, a week-by-week look at timeless wisdom from the past. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Book 2, Chapter 3, Taking Action Years ago, shortly after I earned my PhD, a friend of mine called me aside and gave me some wise advice. He told me that now I was never off duty. Everything I did had to be for public consumption. There was no longer any personal life. I couldn't say anything, even to a friend, that I would not want made known to the public. This was the burden I carried. He said that earning a PhD made me a public intellectual, and that carried some responsibility. Well, I might argue with his terminology, but I did all that I could to take his advice to heart. I'm not saying I'm perfect, that's ridiculous. But what I am saying is that I try to live my life with integrity and transparency. The students I teach in a classroom and the farmers that I have coffee with on Wednesday morning would not be surprised if they spoke to one another. Whether I like it or not, I have to consider myself to be an example to others. We're all examples, whether good or bad. And that brings us to this. And now, the Lexeme of the Day. Chief Chief, in this context, takes on the character of first and best. The origin of the word is Latin for head or ruler. So when Gregory says that a ruler must be chief in action, he's urging people to live as examples. Rather than telling the way, the ruler must show the way. All the time. Yeah, I'm sure that's not intimidating. Not at all. So, let's see what Gregory has to say. The Field Guide for Christian Leaders That the Ruler Should Always Be Chief in Action. The ruler should always be chief in action. What this means is that through day to day living, he demonstrates the way of life to those that follow. The flock follow the voice and the action of the shepherd and learn better through example than through words. As a leader, you will speak the highest things. So how much more should you demonstrate the highest things through your living? If the words of a pastor are to penetrate the hearts of the hearers, it is because the words align with the speaker's life. His life demonstrates the words he speaks. And people learn by the showing more than the telling. This is why the prophet said, Go up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Isaiah 40, verse 9. This means that he who preaches the heavenly message should already have forsaken earthly living. Stand on the summit and draw those below to better things both through his life and his words as he cries out from the heights above. Under the divine law, the priest receives specifically the right shoulder for sacrifice in Exodus 29 to signify that his action should not just be profitable but specific. In other words, he should not merely try to do what is right among bad men, but he should be better than even the best among those who follow him. Every act must demonstrate the dignity of his calling. From the sacrifice, the thigh and the shoulder are given to him to teach him that everything he sacrifices to God was given to him by God to remind him not to covet the things of the world and to recognize the fleeting nature of things of earth. By the command of God himself, each of the priest's shoulders is clothed with the robe of the ephod so that he will always be guarded by the beauty of virtues. As St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6-7, Put on the armor of righteousness both on the right hand and on the left. If we strive after the righteous things, we're less tempted to tip toward worldly pleasures. Prosperity should not excite, nor should adversity perturb. Pleasing things should not coax us to surrender our will, nor should difficulty press us to despair. Do not be distracted by your own will, but show the beauty of righteousness that clothes your shoulders. That same ephod in Exodus is to be made of gold, blue, purple, and twice-dyed scarlet and twined linen, to show us the great diversity of virtues that ought to distinguish us. The priest's robe glitters with gold to show that he should shine with wisdom. The blue is the color of heaven to show that he loves celestial things and to prevent him from being caught in his own praises." The purple is mingled with the gold and the blue, so that he will aspire to the high things that he preaches and pursue nobility of inward generation, and by living rightly, guards his right to the robe of the heavenly kingdom. You must guard this noble spirit, for as Peter said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. It is the power of God who gives us the power to overcome vices, and we are reminded of the words of John who says, As many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. The minds of saints are lifted to the place of princes, while outwardly they are hated and brought low. But the gold, blue, and purple, twice-dyed scarlet are brought together to show that the virtues should be worn with love before God. Whatever seems to impress others must be burned up by the flame of inward love. The twice-dyed scarlet consists of love, love of God and love of neighbor. Neither can be neglected. Do not pursue God and neglect your neighbor, but likewise don't care for your neighbors and grow weak in the love of God. Whichever of these two things you neglect, it shows that you do not know what it means to be wearing the twice-dyed scarlet in the ephod of leadership. All of this is combined with fine linen. Linen springs from the earth, glittering with beauty. The finely twisted linen shows its shining white purity and its pure whiteness makes the other colors shine even more brightly in the diverse beauty of the ephod. Since moral purity forms the foundation for the other virtues, it makes the other virtues even more visible and powerful. And now, it's time to stand before the Mirror of Truth. There it is. Book two, chapter three. It would be easy to despair over being an example all the time with no days off for bad behavior, and you know what I mean. But it should be clear to you that God does not abandon us in this. If he calls you to be an example, to be chief in action, he will also equip you for that role. Uh, My prayer in all of this is that uh, God will bring attention to what he wants people to see and that people will be blind to anything in my life that might distract them from God. What's your prayer in all this? Figure that out and pray that prayer. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. As the train boards and rolls on to its next destination, we hope you found your time here helpful. The paraphrase of St. Gregory's work, along with supporting content, was developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson. As always, our sound engineer is Brick Martin. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River, and the closing music is from Javier Cugat, Brazil. Great Ridge Station is a service of Great Ridge Group, LLC. Stay with us on this, we're eagerly awaiting your next visit to Great Ridge Station.